They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on face-to-face with success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. I'm Charlotte Kilbane, and this time on Face to Face with Success, we're talking self-belief, the power of the gut, and believe it or not, cheese. We're meeting Rachel Irvine, a woman who in five short years has laid the foundations for a PR empire. You might be wondering what an old song by The Verve has to do with a growing force in PR and communications. I had this dream where I was just flying through clouds and that instrumental part was playing. It was that kind of where you see yourself from the outside and the absolute certainty that I was going towards success, towards greatness, towards like I was on my way. And then Suvar Aschot, on that first Virgin flight to London, as we were going through the clouds, plugged into the Virgin Entertainment System, that is it. That is the song that is playing. And at key moments in my life, that song just comes on. And, and it's, it's just like a little from the universe. Rachel started life as a journalist, but a differently configured newsroom changed her outlook forever. My entrepreneurial drive kicked in. At the age of 27, I call it my penny drop moment because I was working in a media institution that unusually had editorial and sales uh, sharing the same space. In most uh, editorial houses, never the twain shall meet or mix. Um, And this unusually had us side by side. And my penny drop moment was when I realized that I created the product that the business existed upon, that the business sold. The the very raison d'etre for the business was the product that I and other journalists like myself created and that we were the bottom of the value train. Absolutely everybody else got paid more money to sell the thing that we made. And at that point I thought, this isn't a good deal. Uh, And so my penny drop moment was if you're not connected to or in charge of creating and driving revenue, you're not going to get paid. When I was 30, I had quite enough of London, but wasn't entirely ready to come back home to South Africa yet. And I was um, rather worse for wear in a bar in the south of France when an industry contact, uh, a lovely American chap, said, come and work for me in Moscow. And so three months later, I was working for him in Moscow as the head of marketing and PR uh, for a big real estate services firm. And I did that for about a year. And this, of course, was pre-crisis. So after a year, I walked into my boss's office and he said, I know that look. (laughs) Because when he had come to Moscow, he'd, he'd pretty much done the same thing to his boss. I left that company and started my own PR agency specializing in financial services and commercial real estate. Soon she joined the homecoming revolution, came back to South Africa, and after some high-level roles in other people's businesses, she charted a course out of the safe harbour of employment, and Irvine Bartlett was born. I was very blessed when I started that almost from the get-go, Arthur Gillis, Danny Breyer and Protea Hotels decided in a moment... um, 
in a, in a foolhardy moment that they were going to back a startup. Um, we'd had some interactions. I'd worked really, really hard for them. Um, and so I was incredibly fortunate to begin the journey um, with a household name as a client. It, it was a, a seal of approval, an, an endorsement that's invaluable. And in many ways, I, I attribute so much of my success today to the endorsement of Arthur Gillis, to standing up in front of the then um, Protea Hotels board and saying, this is our girl. We're going to back her, not a big agency, not an established agency, and, and effectively putting his own reputation on the line by deciding to, to go out and bat for the little guy. We have been spectacularly successful because our approach has been different. I mean, we have punched way above our weight. We're now, I think, exactly five years and five months old, uh, offices in Cape Town and Johannesburg. Um, and our client list is, is enough to make other agencies weep. Uh, we have Google, we have Deloitte Digital, we still have Proteo Hotels, which I'm enormously proud of. We've got a fantastic blue chip list of clients, and I'm immensely proud and humbled to serve them all. Um, I had a moment. Some might call it an existential crisis. I shall choose to call it a moment not too long ago where it dawned on me that I, I was out of my five-year plan. Because when you start the business, you know, you have a very, a very definite, very finite five-year plan. I would like to eat and not starve. <laughs> and so then five years in, you've got a successful business. Uh, you've employed people. Um, what do you want out of the next five years? And, and then it's, it's not about... I'd like a better car, I'd like a bigger house, I'd like a bigger salary. Yeah, you know, that can't be your driving motivation for the next five years. Um, and because the business has been successful to this point, I have so many more people's happiness to worry about than my own. You know, now um, there are 18 employees. Now my definition of success is about creating an environment that cares for those people. And that's not me being hippy-dippy. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely capitalist, but I think you can be an inclusive capitalist because I think there's no greater motivating factor than vested interest. So that's what success looks like for me now, um, which will ultimately lead, I firmly believe, to bigger houses, better cars, and all that kind of thing. Because if you've got a happy, engaged, invested workforce they're going to be delivering some pretty amazing work for clients. You'd think a thriving agency, a growing staff, and a blue-chip client list would keep someone pretty busy. Too busy to think of other stuff, right? Well, in this case, you're wrong. About three years ago, I started, in tandem, a manufacturing business uh, called Bedouin, and it manufactures a range of Middle Eastern cheeses. And I don't know what in God's name was running through my head when I thought, ah, why don't I just start a second business in the middle of the growth, the very rapid growth of the first business? And there's been some incredibly hairy moments over the last three years where there's just not enough time in any given day. And, and you feel like you're shortchanging both businesses all of the time because you're trying to be everywhere and do everything. But we had a really big success in that three months ago. Checkers, 
finally started stocking our products and and now I am that sad person who walks around checker stores looking to see if anyone has my Bedouin Lavna in their basket and if they do I stop and engage them in conversation it's pathetic but it's a labor of love and and literally the first time that I was walking around a checker supermarket and saw somebody buying not one but two jars at a time and looking to pick up a third that's when I thought, I've done it. I've done it. I've managed to grow the PR company, and now there's somebody in Checkers putting my cheese in their basket. <laughs> and it, it was a, a defining moment of glory. So how do you make this kind of success in a relatively short space of time? Rachel has this to say about putting your money where your mouth is. Back yourself. Back yourself and, and, and have the courage to back yourself. But that, that isn't about think, you know, running through the world pretending to be a L'Oreal commercial because you're worth it. Know how to listen to your gut. It's there for a reason. But at the same time, don't ever be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, it's time to find a new room. One of the things I've been fastidious about throughout my career is finding mentors. Sometimes um, I didn't even do them the courtesy of asking them to mentor me. I basically badgered them and, and, until they gave in. So as much as you need the confidence to back yourself, make sure that you know what you don't know. Because that, I think, is possibly the best survival tool you'll ever have. And certainly the greatest arbiter of success. If you know what you don't know, it'll guide you. So you'll know what you need to do and where you need to get to. Does that make sense? You've been listening to Face to Face with Success, produced for Prime Media Broadcasting by Amagi Media. Join us next time for more stories of South African success. They're prominent, they're successful, and some are more than a little controversial. They're real South Africans on Face to Face with Success. Brought to you by real people with real solutions. Nashua, saving you time, saving you money, putting you first. Find more real success stories at thesolutionslab.co.za.